Chris. Hey, Jason. How are you? I'm good, man. Welcome to the Leading and Serving Podcast. Yes. Welcome. Welcome and thanks for joining me this morning. Uh, man, the middle of summer. Yes. I was so disappointed. The um, the high today, I think, is in the low 90s. Yeah. You know, and the humidity, yep. I think, is in the high 150s or whatever. But... <laughs> well, and I mean, I guess I, I kind of wonder if people who don't have kids feel this tension, too. Like, I don't know. But... Just the summer tension. Yeah, of trying to keep up with everybody's schedule right. and trying to shift how do we entertain in that type kids of, yeah. and like right? I was like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that everybody else feels the tension I do, but maybe that's just me. I don't feel any tension because we took our kids to a camp this week. Oh, so fair enough. I'm down a couple of kids this week, so I'm feeling pretty good this week. That's good. <laughs> but I'm, I'm disappointed because I heard that uh, the morning started out chilly this like, morning. Yeah, like oh. Like low 60s or upper 50s. I was like, what? Uh, I missed the rare morning in the Midwest that I was, was chilly. worried about my meeting this morning. I don't even know that I noticed I know. It. I didn't get outside <laughs> until it was already in the mid-70s. So oh. it's probably going to be burning by the time we finish this. So right. we should probably hustle up and hustle move up. on. So, so what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about a brand new tool that has uh, come through Giant in uh, the last two years. Okay. Um, it was developed... Basically in the pandemic, because everybody, I mean, everybody just kind of hit rock bottom in a sense Yeah. during COVID of going, I don't know what tomorrow brings because I thought this was a six week thing. Right. And then we thought, well, it's just a three month, well, six, okay, year. Right. (laughs) When when does this end? When does this stop? You know, it really Are are we done? (laughs) Well, yeah, and we're still feeling effects. I was going to say, at some level, like, I think I just saw a headline this morning Seeing that there was another variant or something like that. And I was like, right, right. what? Are you I serious? mean, we're going to have variants for years. For years, and right? Decade, you know, at some point, we'll be telling <laughs> stories to your grandchildren, right? Right. <laughs> but I think we're still seeing effects in... And I just had a family member get sick with COVID. Yeah. Not, not too long yeah, ago. And I mean, it's not near to the degree that they, initial, right. they initially thought. But it's just like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's just... It's just part I mean, of it's still it, affecting the now. labor force. It's still affecting uh, supply and chain. Supply chain. Oh, totally. You know, it's just there's just so much still affecting us. And then, you know, we've got all the economic uncertainty coming down the road. Yep. There's political, you know, left and right polarization and right. good grief. There's just so much going on in our world mm-hmm. that it's easy for us to get down. It is. And to feel like the bottom's just dropping out. Right. And I'm standing in the wrong spot. Right. <laughs> and so this is a tool that was developed over the last couple of years. It's a really simple one. It's just called the hope meter. Okay. Of where where is your hope at? Mm-hmm. So how how hopeful are you today about your tomorrow? Okay. Is the is the main question. So um it could be literally tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um or it could be six months, a year, ten years, five years, you know, whatever down the road. Of how hopeful are you today about your tomorrow? Right. And so, if you think about this tool like a like a speedometer, mm-hmm. okay, zero to a hundred, hundred percent. I am feeling fully hopeful that tomorrow is going to be amazing. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. You're just ecstatic. Right. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be great. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, and then zero percent is I am absolutely hopeless. Mm-hmm. There is no hope for tomorrow. Oh wow. Um, so zero is. There's nothing, 100%, there's everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in between, there's going to be you know, all these different stages of hope. And if you think about maybe 70% to 100% on that speedometer yeah. being kind of your green zone. 
Okay. That from 70% up, you're feeling optimistic. Um, maybe you're feeling really excited or maybe you're just feeling ecstatic over the top. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that green zone kind of has a scale of how, how excited you are. Um, but if you think at the top of the speedometer, some say 40% to 70%, mm-hmm. we can call that like the yellow zone. Okay. okay. That the yellow zone at its, at its worst at that 40% just may be, man, I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. I know, I know there's some hope for tomorrow, but I'm having a really hard time seeing it. Mm-hmm. I just, or maybe a little bit higher on that yellow zone. You're, you're feeling stuck. I know there's hope, but man, I just got, I've, I've got this big barrier. I got to get over. Right. There's an obstacle in the way. Right. And then, you know, closer to that 60, 70%, you're like, tomorrow's going to be fine. I, I'm just kind of okay. I'm mm-hmm. just okay about yeah. the future. Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily feel stuck. I don't necessarily feel like I'm struggling, but I'm not excited yet. Right. You know, but I'm not pessimistic. Right. <laughs> you know, um, but then the whole left side of the speedometer from 40% and down, right? Yeah. That is your red zone of feeling just, I'm feeling burned out. Mm-hmm. You know, that I'm not just struggling, right. I'm I'm feeling burned out. Right. You know, or now I'm just feeling downright miserable. Mm-hmm. Or miserable leads to I'm just feeling downright defeated. Mm-hmm. There, I don't know where the hope is for tomorrow. I feel yeah. like I've already lost. Tomorrow's mm-hmm. already lost. Right. And then you just flat out feel hopeless, and your hope meter is empty. And yeah, so if you're in that red area, mm-hmm. um, man, reach out to somebody for sure. Find some help. Uh, find somebody to listen or to talk to uh, that will just listen to you and mm-hmm. let you kind of work through. Some of these things that are that are that are pulling you into that that zone in that right. area, especially if you're, I mean, a business owner as well. Yeah, that you've got people that are pulling on you as well. Right, you, right. You need to be able to have an outlet. Yeah, you have a responsibility to those you've hired, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're you're kind of stewarding people as well at that moment. And right. So, um, yeah, I mean, as a leader, you've got to you've got to reach out, find some mm-hmm. coaching, find some some therapy. I mean, having a therapist is not a a mark of shame. No, it at is all. not. Right. Um, I mean, if you, you, I mean, how many, uh, how many reports are out there of, of top leaders, people who we probably idolize in our culture, right. um, you know, do regular work mm-hmm. with therapists and right. coaching. They have life coaches. Yeah, they have business coaches. They levels. have emotional yeah. coaches. They have, they have tons of coaches. Maybe that's why they're successful. Right. <laughs> Is that they don't let that label themselves. Right. And so please reach out, find some help in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're feeling in that yellow or green zone, you know, just that there is hope for tomorrow. I see something good coming down the road. I don't get it today, but I'm optimistic about the about the future. Right. And so where are you at on the scale? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you feeling about today? And I think we're gonna jump into kind of a topic around that today here in a little bit yeah. of, you know, the future's uncertain, but there's some opportunities ahead. And so where do I fit on this? Right. You know, um, and I think a couple of things for us to think about and look into with this is um, looking at d- the individual parts of our lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there might be some things in your life that you're like, oh, I'm totally green on. Yeah. That is, I'm optimistic, I'm excited. But then there might be some other things you're like, huh. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Right, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, yeah, and that could be business, it could be uh, private, it could be family, it could be friends. Right. You know, it could be any aspect of your life. Because if you go back, um, li- go back and listen to one of our previous episodes on the Peace Index. Yes, of talking I, about those different areas of your life. I've really enjoyed that. One of those areas can pull you down. Yeah. Yeah, and they can throw the scale off on the rest of yeah. the areas, right? right? So you can be in such a negative 
or a, a hurting spot in one of those areas that it can throw off your meter for the rest of the areas because yeah. it just takes so much energy from you. Right. 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 But not, not, not that it's bad. It's just recognize it for what it is, right? Yeah. So recognize that that point, that area of your life, you need some a little help. And it's okay. Yeah. Ask for help. Yeah. Because where we're at on this hope meter probably is a little bit of a measure of our capacity. That mm-hmm. if you are in that green zone, you're probably ready for more. And you're, I feel like we've talked about capacity a lot lately. But right. it is definitely mm-hmm. a real thing. 100%. Yeah. And, and as, as a good leader, we need to recognize that we have a capacity. Like we're not built to run 110 things at once. Right. We are people. And we do have multifaceted parts of our, you know, of us, family, business, um, right. and things like that. So it's recognizing it is. And then the people that we lead also have a capacity. Yeah. Yeah. And so speaking of the people you lead, mm-hmm. ask them about their hope. Right. How hopeful are you about your tomorrow? Right. And, you know, because hope is related to that energy. It's related to that capacity. That right. um, If you're on the yellow to red side of things, mm-hmm. it takes energy to feel struggling when you're struggling. Mm-hmm. It takes energy to feel miserable. Yeah. And that's sucking the energy away from your ability to move forward. And so, right. um, yeah, talk to people and find out where they're at and see what we can do to overcome some of the barriers and some of the obstacles to help our hope meter, help our hope meter right. move to the green. Right. You know, move in. So, yeah. Yeah. So, simple tool. Just it a is. simple question about how hopeful are you today about your tomorrow. Yeah. But a great uh, great way to segue into maybe recognizing some areas of, of need or areas of, hey, this is why this is off. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're going we're gonna to talk about what tomorrow might look like in terms of business ownership. Correct. Right? Yeah. And so I'm just going to say I'm... Uh, thinking about tomorrow, I would probably go into the, at least into the green side mm-hmm. that I'm optimistic about tomorrow. Um, I think there are, I've, I've definitely got concerns. Mm-hmm. I've definitely got some thoughts of um, there's going to be some struggles. Yep. But I think on, I, I feel like I can see past those to there is an optimistic um, outlook for the future. Right. And I don't know that it's going to get better before it gets worse. <laughs> right. right. There, there's probably some, some, uh, uh, yeah, there's probably some spaces that we're going to, we're going to feel it a lot harder than we are today. Right. Um, but I think there's good on the end. Yeah, and I agree. So, and okay. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably in the same, same predicament, um, mm-hmm. from a business perspective. I'm, I'm optimistic about what the future can hold. And I know that there is going to be some hiccups. However, my optimism has not got me to the point where, um, even knowing that those hiccups are going to be there, I don't think it's going to, it's going to shift us, but I don't think it's going to, you know, it's going right. to make us stronger in the process. Yeah. I, th- I don't feel like it's going to kill the business sector at all mm-hmm. by any stretch. Cause at some level you always need that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But so. I think, um, I think what catches me though, is that thinking about the future. Sure. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling toward the green for sure. Right. Right. Um, but I know I've allowed myself personally to get closer to that yellow red border mm-hmm. <laughs> and that struggling to burnout phase of mm-hmm. just exhausted and you yeah. know and so if things or when things turn optimistic, mm-hmm. what am I doing internally right. to be ready for that? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, and so you know I'm um, you know I'm constantly <clears throat> fighting um, in myself against both sides of this, mm. and so you know being 
you know, investing in ourselves, in our own leadership, in our own capacity, so that we can take advantage of opportunities. I think that's what we're talking about. So. Well, and it, it, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think that I'm str- I'm a struggling in a struggling perspective on some of my things that because of my inability to stay. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, manage manage some of my um, some of my materials well, so that therefore I can't keep track of them as well. So okay. I know there's some things that I need to clean up so that I can get out of the struggling stuck phase. Right, and right. I, I recognize that for what it is. I know it's probably dragging other areas in my life down because of the fact that I've not put the energy towards it. Yeah. So I am hoping to hit a reset here soon. There you go to help build that back up some more so that I can be more uh, knowing, right. knowing it's, it's taking capacity in my brain that shouldn't be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. hundred percent. So I'm with you on that. All right. Well, we're going to make a jump over to uh, talking more about the future. Yeah. And in the face of uncertainty, we're seeing um, opportunities arrive and arise in terms of business ownership and yeah. things like that. So you ready to go do yeah, that here in a minute? All right, let's go. Jason, I always enjoy talking about new topics with you. So I have one that I would love to chat with you about. Bring it. Let's do it. This is, I know this is a deep dive and I know we've done quite a few of those, um, but this is another one that's kind of popped up. We are in 2022, right? And it is... (laughs) Last time I checked. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Safely arrived. And this podcast is going to go out in 2022. So we don't have to worry about that part. There you go. So more than likely, um, even if this drops in a couple of weeks... The economy situation that everybody's been speculating at about right. since for like the last six months to a year, mm-hmm. right? Knowing that there's some shifting going on with the expenses right. of things going up. And a lot of businesses have struggled with trying to figure out um, what their cost factors are so they can try to stay alive, you know, as well as um, some of them have flourished like crazy because of it, too. Yeah. So it's just been yeah. all over the board. Um, there's been different programs to try to help keep businesses alive in the midst of COVID and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But all that coming to a head in 2022, I am starting to see different opportunities that are opening up. And it sounds crazy because in the midst of what potentially some would say is an economic crisis and some would say an economic shift, or even if um, we know that we are walking into different times that we've probably not been in before. Um, right. Many people refer, reference back to different presidents who've had inflation and stuff like that, where it's significantly shifted the economy right. and the ability for people to buy and sell things at different levels, right? Yeah. So yeah. I am seeing some different uh, business owners who are uh, potentially thinking about selling. Okay. And so... What I want to chat with you about today is what makes you think that this is a good time to buy a business? I'm and I let me hmm. s- let me take a step back too because if you're a reader, you've probably read the book called um, The Monk and the Merchant. And okay. this book, in one point in the book, it talks about the uh, a gentleman talking to a person who is um, hugely influential. And is um, he is hesitant to converse with this person. And his mentor says to him, be bold in front of men. Okay. And meek in front of God. And okay. so I don't know that that's 
perfectly stated, but right. this, this is the gist of it, okay? So in the midst of this transition during this time of um, maybe unrest for some and hesitation for some, is this a good time to be bold in front of men to potentially take on a new business? Right. And I would like to tease that out with you because I think it's a viable conversation. And honestly, I'll be completely honest with you. I am thinking about purchasing another business. Okay. And so not that that's relevant to or completely relevant to the podcast, but when's a good time to, I mean, Hmm. if, if, if the economy was booming, it'd be a lot of, and I, and I, I even find myself hesitating. If the economy is booming and you potentially could pick up a business, um, and you know you can make money, then yes, it's a lot easier to make that com- you know, that decision, right? Right, right. But just like everything, trying to see in the future or trying to speculate what's coming down the pipe, it is not easy, and therefore, we need to have a conversation of what we think is there or what we think is happening versus um, what, what is going to happen. You know? Right. You know, so we obviously have to set a precedent of what we think is going to happen and therefore build back right. from that. Because we have no crystal ball. But Right. So, yeah. and th- the funny thing is, is um, I'm working with a friend of mine who is potentially selling his business as well. And he and I are such good friends that it's been an interesting conversation to try to have with him, um, knowing that at some level that I might be interested in that business. Hmm. So it's like... Um, yeah. But being very um, leader leader driven in the fact that I'm trying to help him sell his business, but yeah. I also might be interested in buying his <laughs> right. business, right? So it's like, right. well, <laughs> if it's kind of a catch twenty two. So, yeah. um, I think all of our problems would be solved if we just went to the store and got one of those magic eight balls, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> or I, or we get one of those time machines from Back in the Future. That's right. Right. I think w- one of my first thoughts, and I know this doesn't. Uh, it doesn't answer your question directly, but for me, it's the backstory. Right. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit on the podcast about the Great Zip Resignation. Right. And even uh, I've seen news reports again recently about how many top-level CEOs have shifted yes. in major corporations, major companies. Just um, you know, you know, we're seeing it in our at all levels of the workforce, right? Mm-hmm. And so, is is some of this coming about because of that? that you can't just resign from a business you own and, right. and go find a new business, right. you know? Um, you know, so at some point is, is this a heart check, mm-hmm. you know, on, you know, not necessarily why this business owner is selling, but for you, you know, um, you know, of doing that same heart check that of saying, you know, do I really want to stay an entrepreneur, stay in that ownership seat mm-hmm. or, you know, am I ready to <laughs> just, you know, Go find a job and let somebody right. else deal with those headaches because ownership is not easy. It is not. It and is so, not. Um, you know, so I think, I think, you know, just going back to some of the leadership tools that we talk about of just knowing yourself to lead yourself mm-hmm. that, you know, of doing that hard work of, of really being introspective and not just seeing. Um, so I think that's the first thing I would say is, you know, yes, there's a business for sale. It fits within your your goals, your game plan. Right. The price is which, amazing. Which that is true. You know. You know, like, 
it definitely has to fit in your goal plan, right? Right. Because if not, then you're outside of your wheelhouse and it, it's not, even if it's a good deal, it's not necessarily a good fit. Right. I mean, just because a theme park is for sale doesn't mean you need to own a bunch of roller coasters. Right. Exactly. <laughs> as cool as that like would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless that's your wheelhouse, right? right? So, you know, so I think that's that's work number one of, of thinking <clears throat> through, um, is this just a shiny right offer of you know it gets your adrenaline rolling or is this something that really could be advantageous and so i I think that's the first bit of work that we need to do but right and truly like um so the you know with every business right you you know there's many a times that i've heard that people often um value their you know their give their their business has value when you have your, your profit margin for each year Times like three to five years as mm-hmm. ball as ballpark is where kind of seems like the 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 going rate is. Now right. that might be the going rate of what you think it's worth, but it not might not necessarily mean that somebody's willing to pay for that pay that for right, it, right, right? Right. So and then what assets go with it? And then on top of that, are you uh, a solopreneur? Because if you're a solopreneur. And you are the one running it yeah. as well as, and all you have is a book of business. You don't have any employees. Right. You know, at some level, I, I don't know about you, but if you look at some of these businesses, I am not looking to buy myself a job. Right. I, and I've, I've listened to a podcast a long time ago that was telling me, you know, if you're buying a business and you're going to make $40,000 a year, or, you know, whatever the number is, mm-hmm. you know, and you've just basically bought yourself a job because you don't have enough money to bring in uh, more people to help you. And so you quickly become just this guy that's uh, and unless you're big, unless you can see the bigger picture and you can see right. outside of this rat in the wheel kind of thing, mm-hmm. then you're just buying yourself a job. And right. how many times have you wanted to buy yourself a job? Like there's no reason to go out and spend money to get yourself a job that pays 40 to $50,000. Right. Because right now there is a line of employers that are more than willing to pay you that forty to fifty thousand dollar job, right. and all you have to and do you is, walk away at night, right? And you, all you have to do <laughs> is work forty hours so we can be done. Right. Like right. now, I get it. Like mm-hmm. not everybody's wired that way. I get that too. Right. Too. So, but recognizing that in the midst of this is also real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You and I talk a lot off air about. Working in the job, working versus working on the job, or right. working in the business versus working on the business, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that's something that you have to evaluate about the new opportunity is what what would be required from day one, right? You know, if um, you know, like you said, if they're you know maybe their business has shrunk a little bit because they're trying to get out, and right. that would be absolutely normal and right, understandable. Um, and they're only putting twenty to thirty hours a week in. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as you buy it, that's yours. Right. <laughs> Those exactly. hours are yours. Exactly. And if you're already sitting at 40 going, oh, I can absorb that. Right. But you got to grow it. Right. How do you grow it? What bandwidth do you have to grow it with? You know, so that's 20 turn into 40. Like, and now you're running two 80 hour, you know, you're right. running two jobs. So you're right. basically running at 80 hours. Right. And, you know, but, uh, but if, you know, <laughs> if I grow it, then I can hire somebody to take those 40 hours, mm-hmm. but you still have to grow it to, to get, get it to that, to be right. able to afford that, you know. And, and how many jobs, I mean, how many business owners do you know that have done that where they've taken on 
what was originally started at 20 hours, turned into 40 hours because they were trying to build the business and got an increase in pay. <laughs> I think this may uncover a characteristic of entrepreneurs. Yes. I don't think who I are overly optimistic. Right. So <laughs> that let me so the answer to that question is none. Like right. I mean it's got right. to be I mean maybe there's some out there. It's the random few. But right. 9 times out of 10 you don't buy the business and grow it and immediately get an income increase. Like it just right. doesn't happen. Right. And it's all the and I'm picture. thinking about, you know, oh you know, your your passion for your business Chris is is when dwindling, right? And it's taking you 30 hours to do what you do and well, I could easily do that in 20. Right. <laughs> That's another optimistic look that we take, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, you're, you know, I I've got more energy, I've got systems, I've got blah blah blah, blah whatever. Right. You know. Um, but I think and there and there's is some level of that, right? When you're analyzing a potential opportunity, you can say, you know what? I can outsource some of this stuff to people who are on my staff already and yeah. utilize that differently. So right. yes, at that point, it looks a little different. But most people don't have that already going for them. Right. And most people don't have um, those systems in place right. that's got them to the point where they're currently at versus where they're going to potentially go. And, and many times, the, um, they can't afford to bring in some staff during yeah. that. So they're doing all the work that right. the, 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 the entrepreneur is. And, and at some point... If you're thinking, oh, I'm going to buy the business and I'm going to hire somebody kind of co, you know, at the same time to right. hire somebody to run that business. Um, yeah, that is a risky <clears throat> endeavor, too. It is. Because you don't. And so that opens up then another conversation that I, I always love is, are you are you building other, other other leaders up around you? Right. Are you investing in people? You know, maybe they're. Uh, maybe they're working on one of your other businesses or maybe they're working, um, you know, is this a relationship that you've been developing that you know their character, you know their integrity, you know their um, <clears throat> their work ethic, you know, mm -hmm. where they stand, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt this person could take this to the next level because I've been investing in their leadership capacity. Right. Rather than, you know, throwing a job offer out on Indeed or, right. you know, or something like that and just, you know, hoping for a good hire um, you know, so if you're thinking about buying a business tomorrow, mm -hmm. who are you investing in today? Right. That, that I think, um, would be a very critical question for me. Oh, um, good call. Does that I make sense? About that. Um, yeah. you know, um, it's funny. Like I immediately think of numbers. It's interesting that you went to the leadership side of things, which I think, well, is, if, I think is both, they're both viable. They're both right, huge issues, right. but I think it's interesting that you went there. I, yeah, I, that's great. Yeah, because I mean, especially if you're thinking I, I'm buying this business so that I can work on the business. Right. I mean, if you want to be involved in the daily, yeah, you know, then then the leadership question would be more: How are you preparing yourself for that? Right. Um, but if you're looking to buy a business so that somebody you hire somebody to run it for you, mm -hmm. um, how are you investing in that leadership today? Right. You know. Um, when I, I don't know if I told you this or not, but when I was younger, my grandparents used to own a campground. And over the weekend, we went to a campground um, that the owners were part of. Mm -hmm. But they had so many employees because they couldn't do it all. They had so many um, different programs that were running inside the campground that there's no way a couple who owned this business could do it all. So they had hired a lot of right. teenagers 
uh, college kids as well as high school kids yeah. that were just great employees. And they were, gr- I mean, I even heard the boss say to one of the gals, well, um, tomorrow when you come in, we'll take a look at the schedule and see what you think about it mm-hmm. and see if it's any, you know, see, see what's the best, if it's the best answer for the week. Right. And I was like, wow, like that is definitely leadership growing capacity. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, yeah. Usually walk in. Usually the person who's doing scheduling goes, this is what it is. It is what it is. Like, yeah. you uh-huh. know what I mean? I mean, I don't know how many companies I've worked at where it was like, no, you can't have off on that day. You have to work that day. Right. Like, right. well, I have this going on. How do I, you know, how do I get around it? You can't. You have to work. Right. Like, there was right. no, there was no, not the, so it's just, it is definitely a mm-hmm. leadership growth yeah. thing where yeah. you need to recognize and, it. If you're thinking about selling, right? Are you know, maybe you're maybe the person who takes over your business is someone you already know in house. The in house, yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you building up leaders that um, you could even offer, you know, to take over the business, mm-hmm. and you know this this scale down effect of your leadership with theirs increasing, yours decreasing um, over time, and ownership is handed over, and right. you know that's a um, you know. Do you have the bandwidth for that, yeah. or are you just done? <laughs> right. You know, and I think, I think that's another question that we should ask too: is um, how often we stay too long. Mm. That sometimes we hold on to something, thinking, you know, we we have this emotional and mental pull of, you know, whether I should or I shouldn't. Right. Um, and I think a lot of times we we stay too long. Yeah. We just stick around a little too long, and um, it's kind of like the 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 initial uh, hiring. I think oftentimes we we don't we hire too late. Yeah. Like how many times mm-hmm. have you heard a, a, a business owner be like, "I should have hired that person like right. six months ago or right. a year right, ago"? Right. Like, yeah, it took so much off my plate, and I'm so much less stressed. <laughs> right. And and I even I met one of my mentors has told me multiple times, if you hire somebody, they should make your life easier. Right. And it should because mm-hmm. they're taking hours out of your day. That right. they're taking the project on, and you don't have to. Right. And if and they don't make your life easier, you hired the wrong person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it goes back to leadership, right? At right. some level. Uh huh. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So going back, you said your mind initially goes to finances. Yeah. And I think we can combine that with the optimism conversation too. Of you know, when you're looking at this business, you're looking at the potential profit, the potential sales, the overhead, right. blah blah blah. Um, we tend to run optimistic projections, right? Right. That we're like, oh man, I could. It's not forty a year; it's a hundred and forty a year, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like you said, we're we're heading into uncertain times. We right. don't know where we're headed, and so um, I know as I've looked at a couple different business opportunities, I've run multiple projections. Mm-hmm. Like here's a best day. Like mm-hmm. we're on all cylinders, and right. our overhead is lean and mean, you know, I mean, how do we, you know, what, what could be, and I want to look at that projection going, oh yeah, right. (laughs) I want to start yesterday, (laughs) right? but then, you know, run a moderate projection of, okay, if, you know, we're not going to be able to be at a hundred percent capacity, you know, effectiveness every day. Right. So, so let's run this at 90%, 80, 75% capacity. And then on the other end, I'll look at worst case scenario. Right. You know, what if our overhead is through the roof? Mm-hmm. What if sales are about as slow as I could ever imagine them being? Right. What would that look like? Right. And to see all aspects of that and 
you know, are, is that still worth taking on at that right. point? Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think you don't. You definitely have to play out the worst case scenario because I think if you don't, then you can't prepare for it. Right. But I've also listened to several books where they talk about, you know, because um, oftentimes, I don't know about you, but like every time I, I look at a business, I think of worst case scenario. I want to know, like, what's the bare minimum we have to do to uh, make sure that our um, our, expect, our expectations are met or our financial obligations are met, right? Right. Right. So there's something totally there about that. But there's also, um, I read a book that was talking about planning for success. And um, they were talking about that. Like they had planned so much for what was the worst case scenario that they forgot to plan for what if they took off. <laughs> right. And yeah. And yep. I, I think that was the case. Uh-huh. And, and, and then they took off. And they weren't sure what to do. And it just became this problem of, well, how do we best move forward? Because yeah. we plan so much for the what if, you know. Right, right. Right. If if the rapture happens versus, right. well, if if we take off and everything goes, well, I guess that rapture and the wrong thing. But if it goes, um, <laughs> uh, you know, ter- terribly south versus, you know, just growing like right, crazy, right. then it yeah. just, it is what it is. And I was right. like, oh, my goodness, like. I don't. I I find myself preparing for the worst, yeah, and hoping for the best. Right, that's my right, entrepreneurial right. spirit. <laughs> right, right. D- diving in there, right. But I also know that you know, in my head, dealing with the worst case scenario is better for me because then it helps prep me for worst. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what's going to happen if we right. have to go down this road. Right. Uh, yeah. If you always <clears throat> keep the bar low. If you plan for the mediocre or the worst, right? Then when you exceed it, you're like, "Oh, that's great!" Right? But <laughs> that's I think, nice. But <laughs> but I also think that yeah. now that I'm you know as I get further along in my entrepreneurial journey, which mm-hmm. you know that's short and sweet, um, but I think there is a level of hey, you do have to plan for mm-hmm. what if this takes off? Like because I'm I'm in situations now where I would have never expected to be um, when I first started my. Um, entrepreneurial journey. You right. know what I mean? Right. So it's like, and don't get me wrong, I've I've worked really hard on trying to make sure that leadership is is become a thing for me because I want to make sure I'm leading as best as I can mm-hmm. possibly do because I want to see the people around me excel. I want to see right. them excel and me excel as well. You know what right. I mean? Right. The best and for I, everybody. Yeah, and so having the space, making space mm-hmm. to think on these things. Right. Which means you've got to pull yourself out of that daily grind right. and think on these things. And you don't have to have the 50 step-by-step things that would have to happen should our business take off. Right. But think through what are the five milestone changes. Right. You know, these five things, these would, I don't know how they would work yet, <laughs> but we would have to tackle these five things if we went through the roof. Right. You know, but also probably think that through the other way as well mm-hmm. of, um, you know, if things really go south, what what's what changes would I have to make? Right. You know, and I, you know, there's, uh, I know like before we ever started this podcast, like we were, I was dealing with EOS. Um, yeah. The entrepreneurial operating system. Correct. Yeah. And it's, it significantly helped me break down yeah. what steps I needed to walk through before you and I ever talked about, you know, Exonimo and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, and that's helped me get to a better spot currently than I think if I had not done it, if that makes sense. Right. Like I've had friends that said, I can't believe you did that. Um, 
just because maybe it was just time intensive or cost factor was mm-hmm. a thing. Um, but now that I've been through th- this and have gone through those steps and have some level of accountability with my team, it's great. Yeah. It's a good spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we've covered over quite a bit of, mm-hmm. of these opportunities, but when you're out there and you're thinking about, a, you know, if we've got people listening, I'm sure that they, there's opportunities that are knocking on the door, whether it's in a, you know, at one point in the market, there was times where nobody figured they could buy a house. But right. yet I know a right. guy who bought five houses in one year and they were <laughs> first stupid low prices. Right. Like, so there's always, there's opportunities out there if you're looking for them. Mm-hmm. You just need to start looking for them. Right. So, and recognize that in the midst of these opportunities, what I'm also realizing is that not everyone's an opportunity for me. And right. my wife right. would tell me that there's, I probably jump on too, too many, <laughs> but I also know that I, um, there's certain things about certain businesses that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just as soon try it. And I, I've always wanted to be able to do that. I've wanted right. to be able to right. try something new in, in a new space. So where does somebody look for opportunity? You know, you I just go to <clears throat> Craigslist and Right. Get on the one ads, right? Facebook right. Marketplace. And <laughs> well, and you know, when I first started in the home buying business, right, I had a friend of mine that said, you know, you need to tell everybody what you do. And I was like, no way. Like, right. like you need to tell people I buy houses. And I'm like, but I can only afford so many. Like, you right, know what I mean? Right. Like, like, what do I, how am I? But it has truly been, the crazy part is, is what we don't realize in the midst of that, is if you tell 10 people that you buy houses, Okay, Mm -hmm. or tell them that you buy businesses. Like, hey, I buy businesses. Right. If you're selling yours, let me know. Nine out of those ten people probably never call you. Right. But there's one that might be in the midst of a transition, or might know somebody who might be in a transition Mm -hmm. that they're going to call you and be like, "Hey, do you have any interest in this?" Right. And not that you need to pull the trigger on every one of them, but Mm -hmm. maybe it's an opportunity to go. And maybe what I also always enjoy about this is that at, at each one of those opportunities, I feel like I learned something new. Right. So there might be a, it might be a business I know nothing about, but I can work with the numbers and try to figure out if it's a viable thing that I might be interested in. And then I right. can do some research on the other situation or ask other people that I know, mentors, uh, business owners, just stuff like that. Hey, is this something that you have a need for? Because mm-hmm. at one point, I earlier this year, I started taking a class and was thinking about buying a business that was going to help me right. because I needed it. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure that I'm going to do that anymore. Um, and I actually have a quality person in place that I don't need to to yeah to replace that person. Right, and right. Has been very good to me and very helpful to me in right. my businesses. Right. So I don't know that I need to add another business where he has done an excellent job in that space and I don't have to manage it. There you go. So it's, it's, it was a capacity thing early mm-hmm. on what I realized. Now, um, what I, and in the midst of that, I kind of touched, um, reached out to people that I knew, said, hey, do you have any need for this service? Right. And then they would tell me yes or no. And some of them had quality people already in their space. They didn't need a new one. Right. Right. And and that's okay and and that's good, but it also helped me recognize that you know what the people that I know that are in business might not need that as bad, right? So maybe there's something else out there that's that's a better fit for me. Yeah, 
So yeah, you're looking for the untapped need, not right. Yeah, not and the one that's already saturated in the market. Yeah, right. And then and at sometimes there's also a conversation where you know it says, well, I use so and so, but they're da 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 da. Whether right. they're too right. high, whether they don't do a quality job or whatever, like that. That's right. concern. You know, mm-hmm. then okay, there's a potential for change there. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah. each each opportunity seems like to me as a growth point. Yeah. And it, whether yeah. I purchase it or not, I get to learn something in the midst of that. And that's what really right. gets me excited. Right. Because I enjoy learning. I yeah. enjoy learning about Absolutely. stuff I know nothing about. Right. And houses, when I first started, I had done a lot of research on houses. I had been in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. And I was able to learn a lot. But it was out of my comfort zone because I've never had bought purchases or purchased homes based on a business level. It's always been, prior to that, had yeah. always been, well, I just need a house to live in. Right. Like, and I thought yeah. it was the right investment for me and my family. Right. You know, so now people know I buy houses mm-hmm. and I still have some people randomly come from come from my past that, that I know me that say, hey, are you interested in buying this home? Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you tell people, sorry, long story short, or longer, <laughs> if you tell people what you're doing or ask people around you, mm-hmm. hey, do you have a need for this? Or, you right. know, so that's one avenue that you can get leads from, mm-hmm. okay? I think another avenue is tapping into um, the local commerce, you know, some of the, right. um, like a- Your chamber. Chamber, and, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like they have meetings for stuff like where there's people in those businesses that are trying to find um, opportunities or trying to find- ways to sell their business. Mm-hmm. And maybe they do, you know, there's many people that start their business and realize quickly that, you know what, I'm just not enjoying this. I'm going right. to go back to the, what I was doing before. I'm 40 hours a week and I don't have to worry about it at night. Right. You know? Right. And then there's people like me who like to who think. Who prefer of, not to sleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> who, who decide to take on those headaches and keep going. Right. And then add right. more. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's always those opportunities. There's also, um, Groups, small groups that are all, all in many communities have not quite BNI systems, right? But, but networking groups, networking and, groups, yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where you never know where somebody you might bump into a business owner who's, you know, what I'd like to retire. Like I right. don't. We have a shift, and that's another thing of as far as opportunities come are concerned. We have a shift coming with the baby boomers, who many of them own businesses, and if they haven't hung, handed right. off to their kids. Um, if their kids don't want involvement in their business, then it's an opportunity for somebody else because they don't want to just walk away. Right. I, they see that as part of their legacy. and Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at some level, there's a value there right. that they would like to recoup. Bec- and they would also like to be, you know, um, at some level, for many business owners, I think it's also a, hey, good job. Right. This I'm right. going to pay you this amount of money for your business because you've done an excellent job at stewarding it. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to a business owner not too long ago, who started as a it was him by himself, and has grown to to the point now where he has like 130 employees, wow. something like that. You know, I was like, and so I think that for people that it might potentially want to be done mm-hmm. and enjoy life and not quit thinking about things at night, right. You know, um, but selling the business is part of the retirement plan right. too. 
Yeah. It could be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it and it's and also recognize that there's a lot of businesses out there. I didn't know this when I was younger, but there's a lot of businesses out there. You you set up a payment plan, structure plan with the with the business owner. Because sometimes some of these businesses you can't go get an SBA loan for. Hmm. Okay. Because some of these businesses aren't they're on the they're so small that they kind of look like just an employee, like a, a job. Okay. That from a business perspective, like you can't go, if I'm a sole owner of a business and I'm doing it, I'm getting paying myself $40,000 a year. I have a book of business and maybe I have a van or a truck, whatever it is right? to do my job. Well, you have an asset and you have a book of business. Well, you don't have a whole lot. So really buying that business makes it a really difficult so you can put a basically a down payment on the business and then pay out over time to that owner. Yeah, depending on the business and depending on how the the business owner wants to structure it, you right. can huh. you know, you've got to be able to it's a it's a give and take and sometimes right. and that's the, probably for your smaller businesses. Right. And right. So, sometimes those smaller businesses don't want to um or the owner might not want to do that. Maybe they, they just want a lump chunk and to get out. Right. And there's a lot of businesses I know, like even when my grandparents sold their business, they had to stay on for a little while right. to help the new right. owner transition. Absolutely. Because it's not like there's a lot of people stepping out of different industries. And they want to see it succeed. Right. It's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Hmm. So it's good. That's part of legacy. It goes back to the yeah. legacy thing, too. Yeah. I mean, I know insurance is is very much that way. Yeah. All right, so to kind of wrap up, I didn't necessarily take notes, but right, <laughs> if you're thinking about buying a business, there's certainly some ways to go about discovering. Mm-hmm. So talk to your local chamber, just ask around. Be ask bold, around. Be ask bold. around, you know, uh, just talk to, find somebody who's connected in the community and just kind of drop the hint that, hey, I'd be interested in this and yes. see what um, see what develops. And um, especially if you're already involved in your community, I feel like it's yeah. a lot easier for it to Absolutely. come your way because people know you. Absolutely. So. And so we talked about don't being overly optimistic. Yes. <laughs> Whether that's uh, with time and uh, or... Or finances. You know, potential income. You know, always look at both ends of the coin. Mm-hmm. Both ends of the coin. Both sides. So whatever that cliche yep. is. Sounds look good. at something on both <laughs> perspectives. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, think about leadership, think about who you're investing in, who's going to run this, how this is going to work, bandwidth, a lot of Capacity. good, a lot of good stuff. So yeah. that was good, man. Yeah. That was good. Thanks, Thanks for, for hanging out. Yeah. Thanks you too, for man. Wrapping this, is, this, uh, this is one of those things that I, it's, uh, I think it's on a lot of people's minds. Yeah. And it makes sense that if, um, you know, going back to the re- great resignation, mm-hmm. you know, if, if CEOs to, you know, um, your your labor jobs are switching careers and yep. jumping ship and going to something different or early retirement. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that uh, business owners would be a little bit slower mm-hmm. on that because it is such a hard challenge yeah. to to sell a business. And so uh, maybe we're seeing the early days of an of a trend on that right. um, of uh, business owners making that shift and change. Mm-hmm. So um, this has been good. This I've enjoyed is. it. So, hey, thanks for listening in. Um, yep. Give us a like or like, comment, send, subscribe. Send us an email. Let Please us know do. what you think. Yeah. If you know a business for sale, let us know. We'll right. <laughs> pass it along. Yeah. Or 
Chris will say, I'll look at the opportunity. Right. <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are great. Hope you're having a great summer and uh, just keep on serving. Keep on leading. Sounds good. Catch you next time. Bye.